Welcome back. This is part two of my reading of the Dhammapada. And this is the Timeless Classics edition. Uh, so that translation. If you uh, haven't already heard part one, it's probably better to start there. <clears throat> this is chapter seven, the saint or Arhant. There is no suffering for him who has finished his journey. He has freed himself from all desires and sorrows. He is free from all earthly shackles. The awakened ones exert themselves with no attachment to any place. They leave all abodes just like swans that leave their lake and fly away. Those who amass no possession, who are moderate in food, who have perceived the void that is this world and achieved the unconditioned freedom, their path is as difficult to follow as that of birds in the air. He whose earthly desires are stilled, who is detached even from food, who has perceived the void that is this world and achieved unconditioned freedom, nirvana. His path is as difficult to follow as that of the birds of the air. Even the gods love him whose senses are restrained, just like horses that have been tamed by the charioteer who is free from pride and free from desires. He who is patient as the earth, who is firm as a pillar of stone and is as pure as a lake without mud. He is free from the cycle of life and death. Quiet are his thoughts. Quiet is his speech. Quiet are his deeds. Gaining true knowledge, he gained freedom. He is now quiet and at peace. He who is free from all beliefs, who has realized the uncreated, who has severed all ties, removed all temptations, and renounced all desires. He is the noblest of men. In a hamlet or in a forest, in a valley or on a hill, wherever the Arhats dwell, that place is delightful. Wonderful are the forests where the worldly find no joy. There the passionless find joy, for they look not for pleasures. Chapter eight, the thousands. Better than a speech made of a thousand meaningless words is one word of sense that brings peace to the man who hears it. Better than a poem made of a thousand meaningless verses is one verse of wisdom that brings peace to the man who hears it. 
better than reciting hundreds of worthless verses is reciting one verse of the true teachings that brings peace to the man who hears it. A man may conquer a thousand men a thousand times in battle, but he who conquers himself is the greatest of conquerors. Conquering oneself is a far greater feat than conquering others. He who conquers himself is self-controlled and disciplined. Neither God nor spirit, neither Mara nor Brahma can change into defeat the victory of he who has vanquished himself and lives a life of self-control and discipline. Better than making a thousand sacrifices month after month for a hundred years is just a single moment spent honoring an awakened soul. That homage is better than a century of sacrifices. Better than tending a sacrificial fire in the forest for a hundred years, just a single moment spent honoring an awakened soul. That worship is better than a century of sacrifices. Whatever sacrifices and alms a man may offer the whole year in order to gain merit, the whole of it is not worth a quarter of the merit he gains from showing reverence to the one who walks the straight path, the noble one. He who forever eagerly reveres and respects the aged, the aged receives four blessings, a long life, beauty, happiness, and strength. Better than living a hundred years, vicious and unrestrained, is to live just one day, virtuous and reflecting. Better than living a hundred years, ignorant and unrestrained, is to live just one day, wise and reflecting. Better than living a hundred years, idle and wasteful, is to live just one day, with purpose and effort. Better than living a hundred years, not seeing the beginning and end of things, is to live just one day, seeing the beginning and end of things. Better than living a hundred years, not seeing the immortal place, is to live just one day and see the immortal place. Better than living a hundred years, not seeing the supreme truth, is to live just one day, perceiving the supreme truth. Chapter nine, evil, evil, evil. <clears throat> he who hastens toward doing good deeds keeps his thoughts away from evil. He who is slow in doing good deeds encourages his mind toward evil. Let he who commits a sin not repeat it again and again. 
let him not delight in sin as pain is the outcome of evil. Let a man who does good repeat it again and again. Let him delight in it as happiness is the outcome of good. Oh, you lucky bug. You picked the, the hour where I, I don't squash bugs. Okay. <clears throat> An evildoer may see good in his actions as long as his evil deed has not ripened. But when his evil deed ripens, then does the evildoer realize the evilness of his evil. A good man may see evil in his actions as long as his good deed has not ripened. But when his good deed ripens, then does the good man realize the goodness of his good. Let no man take evil lightly, thinking in his heart that it will not come unto him. Oh, that come unto me, it says here. Just as falling drops of water fill a water pot, so is the fool filled with evil though he gathers it little by little. Let no man take good lightly, thinking in his heart that it will not come unto me. Just as falling drops of water fill a water pot, so is the wise man filled with goodness, though he gathers it little by little. Let a man avoid evil deeds just as a merchant carrying wealth avoids a dangerous road when traveling without escort, and as a man who loves life avoids poison. He who has no wound on his hand may carry poison in his palm without fear. Poison does not affect one who has no wound. Similarly, Evil cannot affect him who does not commit evil. Just as dust thrown against the wind, evil falls back on the ignorant man who offends a harmless, pure, and innocent person. Some are reborn in the womb. The evildoers perish in hell. The good find place in heaven but the pure ones, free from all worldly desires, attain nirvana. Not in the sky, not in the middle of the sea, not if we enter the clefts of the mountains is there known a place in the whole world where one can escape from one's evil deeds. Not in the sky, nor in the midst of the sea, not if we enter the clefts of the mountains is there known a place in the whole world where one can escape death. Chapter 10, Punishment. <clears throat> 
all tremble at punishment. Is that a command or an observation? I think it's an observation. It's the Buddha. All fear death. No. Realize that you are also the same as others and do not kill or cause harm. All tremble at punishment. All love life. Realize that you aren't also the same as others and do not kill or cause harm. He who in the process of seeking his own happiness punishes or kills others who also long for happiness will not find happiness even in his next birth. He who in the process of seeking his own happiness does not punish or kill others who also long for happiness will find happiness even in the next life. Do not speak harshly to others. No. Do not speak harshly. Okay, let me speak a little harshly. Those who are thus spoken to may answer you in the same manner. Angry speech is painful and may result in violence. If like a broken gong, you remain quiet even when struck, you've attained nirvana. Sorry, I did my face like it was going to be a bad thing, and it was a good thing. It struck me as funny. I don't know how it struck you. Sorry. I'll continue. Contention is no longer a part of you. Just as a cowherd directs his cattle toward the pasture with his staff, so do age and death direct the life of men. When a fool does evil, he does not understand the repercussions of his deeds. But in the end, he suffers for his actions, like one burnt by a fire of his creation. Start right here. He who inflicts pain on those who are innocent or harmless will soon suffer one of these 10 states, harsh pain, loss, physical injury, grave affliction, or loss of mind, or persecution by rulers, false accusations, loss of relatives, oh my God, it's harsh, or destruction of wealth. Don't do evil, I guess is what the Buddha is trying to say. Or else. Or his houses will be burnt down. Oh, we hadn't finished. I was only partway through the list of 10 things. Or his houses will be burnt down in a deadly fire. His houses, all of them. And when death calls for his body, the fool will be reborn in hell neither embracing nakedness nor keeping matted hair, neither fasting nor smearing oneself with dirt and grime, 
neither laying upon the earth, nor squatting motionless. None of these can purify a mortal who has not overcome his doubts and desires. He who, though dressed in the fine apparel, exercises tranquility, is quiet, subdued, restrained, chaste, and has ceased to find fault with all other beings. He indeed is a holy man, an ascetic, a monk, bhikshu. Is there in this world any man so restrained by humility that he evades reproof? Just as a thoroughbred horse avoids the whip, like a thoroughbred horse trained by the whip, be active and lively. And with faith, virtue, energy, and meditation. By the realization of the sacred truth and by seeking knowledge and awareness, overcome all suffering. Just as irrigators direct the flow of water, Fletchers shape the arrow, and carpenters sculpt a log of wood. The good control their mind. 11. Old age. Why this laughter? Why this joy when the world around you is perpetually burning? Why do you not seek the light of wisdom? even though you are surrounded by the darkness of ignorance. Behold this body, a dressed up image, covered with wounds, sickly, joined together by bones, full of false thoughts. It has no stability, no strength to last. This body is wasted, full of sickness and frail. This decaying mass breaks to pieces. For indeed, life ends in death. Those whitened bones resemble gourds strewn on the ground in autumn. What pleasure can one seek once you have seen them? This body is like a city made of bones. It is covered with a plaster of flesh and blood, and inside it dwells decay and death, pride and deceit. As the glorious chariots of kings are destroyed, so does the body also decay. But the Dhamma of those who are good never decays. Thus, the good teach the good. A man who has learnt little grows old like an ox. His body grows in size, but his knowledge does not grow at all. Though through many births, I have suffered in my quest of seeking the builder of this house, the creator of this world. And the pain of rebirth has been much. But now I have seen you, O builder of this house. You shall not build my house again. I have broken all your rafters and sundered, sundered, your ridge pole. If you know what I mean, my mind has attained the uh, to the extinction of all desires. 
and is now free and awakened. Those who have not led a holy life or amassed any treasure in their youth will perish just like those aged herons that stand by a lake empty of all fish. Those who have not led a holy life or amassed any treasure in their youth lie discarded like broken bows, sighing after the past. Chapter 12, Self. He who holds himself dear should protect himself carefully. A wise man should be alert throughout the three watches of his life, which are childhood, youth, and old age. Let each man direct himself first to what is proper, then let him teach others. Only then a wise man will not suffer reproach. Let each man first become himself what he teaches others to be. Only by being self-disciplined can one teach discipline to others. And disciplining one's own self is indeed difficult. One's own self is the true protector of self. Who else can be your protector? Learn to control yourself and you will become your own master. The evil done by one's foolish self, self-begotten and self-bred, grinds the self just as a diamond grinds a precious stone. Just as a creeper destroys the tree that it surrounds, so does he whose wickedness is very great end up destroying himself as an enemy would wish. Deeds that are bad and hurtful to oneself are easy to do. It is much harder to do that which is beneficial and good for oneself. The foolish man who scorns the teachings of the venerable one and the noble ones bears fruit to his own destruction, just like the bamboo tree that dies when fruits are born to it. By one's own self is evil done. By one's own self, one is degraded. By one's own self is evil left undone. By one's own self is one purified. Purify, purity and impurity depend on one's own self. No one can purify another. Let no one ignore his duty to his self for the sake of another's needs however great that need may be. Know what is good for yourself and then give yourself completely to achieving that good. Thank you for tuning in to the north and to the south, to the east, and to the West, to the spirits of light among us 
and to the spirits below. We send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh.